Hello and welcome to Dr. Bingo Fairmont's Management Minute. I am Russell Clayton, joined by Dr. Adam Shoemaker. Hello. Unfortunately, Dr. Fairmont is caught up in a very heated game of squash today, so Russell and Shu will take over for today. We are coming to you from the St. Leo University Donald R. Tapia School of Business recording studio in sunny Tampa Bay, Florida. Uh, Shu. Yes, sir. You sent me a very cool article, Hacking Your Vacation, that you pulled from Yahoo uh, a couple of days ago. Very timely. Uh, My family's going to Disney next week for a few days, and your article that you sent was very timely. Now, you asked me the question, do I like to plan out every single minute of every single day? Is it still fun? I I like Disney. I like the idea of Disney, but I don't have the personality to plan out every second get my fast passes, go to this park on this day, and then you got to jump on the monorail, and you got nine minutes to get to the next park so you can fill your day with all these fun things. And it gets a little bit stressful, I would think. I see where you're coming from. Now, I'll tell you this. We're not quite to the extent of uh, mega hacking that your article mentioned, uh, but we are pretty big into planning. My wife and I both will tell you, and we'll, we'll, we'll plainly admit, we both have just a touch of OCD. We like to be in control of the situation. Uh, we, we utilize the Disney Fast Pass, and it's great because we get our daughter's favorite rides. They're loaded onto the, to our little Fast Pass, our little magic band. We are good to go. So we know that whatever happens that day, we will hit at least three of our daughter's favorite rides. That is assuring. So that is assuring. That's so you got some guaranteed magic there. I, I guess that uh, I, I don't know. And and this is a good lead-in a little bit for today's topic, which is about personality tests. And you mentioned right. being OCD. And uh, you know what? Personality is important. Personality is definitely a big part of success on almost any job you can right. think of. Particularly if it's a job where you're a knowledge worker, you need to deal with people. Mm-hmm. You're managing people. I can understand why. Uh, organizations are interested in learning about applicants and candidates' personality with a caveat. Here's my concern. There's a lot of personality tests out there that are not intended for making a decision to hire somebody. And I think a lot of uneducated uh, organizations and managers say, oh, I'll just, we'll throw them the Myers-Briggs, right? Or the Kiersey Temperament Sorter or the DISC or any of those tools that are great for learning about how people interact, how people work on a team, sort of at a training and development level, right. but not really designed. And the, and the manufacturers and the writers of these tests will tell you that they're not designed to make hiring decisions about people. Right. And what's scary is that so many companies that that you, that I, that our listeners have heard of, Fortune 500 companies are using these tests to do exactly what you're talking about, to make decisions that the test was not designed to assist us in making. Exactly. And there's even a a larger problem. I know some jobs, particularly jobs that deal with security, uh, give what's called the MMPI, which is the Minnesota Multiphasic Inventory. Now, this test was designed uh, originally back in the 1950s as a test of abnormal personality that was based on norms from people in mental hospitals. And this is great if you want to find out if somebody's got some mental health issues Maybe if you're hiring for, you know, secret agent and right. you want somebody who's not going to snap under pressure, 
maybe that's the test for you. But otherwise, you might be coming up against uh, a, a, a discrimination complaint. Sure, and there there are certainly those types of jobs. Anything involving, say, like you said, national security or high-level security uh, clearances that are needed. Yeah, this may be the test. But if we're trying to hire uh, somebody to work in our office to run uh, payroll reports, or we're trying to find somebody to go interact with uh, others in just within the business, or um, we need a new sound engineer, or we need a or we need a new Dr. Fairmont, <laughs> you know, you're exactly right. This kind of test, a, isn't going to do a whole lot of predicting of job performance, and b, it is possibly going to get us in hot water if we use it. Absolutely, absolutely. And so there's lots of reasons why not to use personality tests. Personality sure is important. I can't disagree. But when you're giving somebody a test, there's this pretty good chance that they're going to do what we call dissimulation. And really what that means is they're going to lie, essentially. Right. But they're going to lie in a way that makes them look good. Right. They're going to kind of game the test to make sure they give the answers that they think you're looking for. Right. And most of the time it's pretty easy to figure that out for sure. a normal person. And, and this falls under this umbrella of what we call social desirability. Exactly. You know, we're, you know, you give me, you give me 20 questions, 40 questions, whatever it is. If I have this inclination, I can maybe game the test. I can cheat the test to give you the outcome that you want. Exactly. So that you see me the way I believe you want to see me. And it, and it turns out that some of the, the people that are best at some of this stuff, gaming the test this way, are probably the people that you absolutely don't want to hire because they're right. less honest, they have less integrity, they're more interested in looking good than actually being good. Right. And what ends up happening is they look really good on that personality test, and then you hire them because of that, uh, or maybe in large part because of that, and then they don't quite pan out for you. Now, the other thing is you and I were talking, you mentioned when we take these these personality tests and we use them for hiring, et cetera, in the workplace, these tests have a potential to, to label us or to put us in a box. Talk to me about that. Absolutely. And really what that means is uh, there's, there's no one right personality for almost any job. So by saying to somebody, well, you're this personality, this is where you fit. Right. That You can get into psychology and talk about, is that where they are right now? Is that their current state? Or is that their trait? Is that something that they have their entire life? Right. Uh, and is that possibly going to change? And is that the only kind of type that can do this job well? And and the answer is probably not. So just saying, well, let me give you this label and let me fit you in this box, that, that's going to probably hurt people's career in the long run because you think about them in that one way. Right. And don't give them any leeway to make any changes or work any differently. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy that's almost. It. That's it. Now, you, you mentioned another uh, another uh, relevant topic is this, this age-old argument of state versus trait. And the consensus for the most part, is that our personality is stable. Pretty stable. Over time. It is a trait. It is stable over time. Now, we started off by talking about the Myers-Briggs, the MBTI, mm -hmm. which lots and lots and lots of companies use. There are some serious flaws. There are some serious flaws. There's a great article, and I actually use this article uh, with my organizational behavior class with my MBA students, and it's from Fortune and it's simply titled, Have We All Been Duped by the Myers-Briggs Test? Tell me more about this. And within this article, the author goes on to tell us, and, and he cites a lot of relevant research, 
but there is a 50% chance that if you take the Myers-Briggs today and then you take it again in a month, you're going to get a completely different result. So the Myers-Briggs isn't really measuring trait, it's measuring state. It's, it's measuring how you feel here and now in this moment. Right. So if someone does use the MBTI, the Myers-Briggs, to, to make a hiring decision, they are getting solely what the survey taker, how they felt that one moment in time. So this idea of test, retest, reliability, it's not there. You want, uh, you know, I think if Dr. Fairmont were here, that's one thing he would tell us is if you're going to use a personality test, use one that's reliable. Absolutely. One that's going to give you the same result or, or within, you know, a certain standard deviation of a result every time. Agreed. Agreed. And then the last and very important issue, and this is going to cost your company money, is that there's a potential invasion of privacy and, and potential mm. for discrimination based on the Americans with Disabilities Act. A lot of personality tests include uh, a factor called emotional stability. Right. Used to call it neuroticism. Uh-huh. And really what that means is are you somebody who's, you know, got a lot of anxiety, gets depressed, is going to be happy or sad or, or angry if something doesn't go your way? Uh, and there's potential there that if you're asking people questions about that, you're tapping into some mental health issues that maybe aren't really your business. And if they cause you to make a negative hiring decision or a negative employment decision, could could be in violation of the anti-discrimination parts of the ADA. And here come the lawyers. And there's been lawsuits over this in the last five or six years through for some pretty big companies that have used personality testing. This comes from a Wall Street Journal article that we both looked at. CVS, Kroger, Home Depot... Yum Brands, that's Taco Bell, Kentucky Fried Chicken Pizza Hut, PetSmart, uh, have all been involved in some kind of lawsuit about should they be using these personality tests and did they hurt somebody or discriminate against somebody because they asked them questions like, you know, do you feel sad if things don't go your way? Hey, we all feel sad if things sure. don't go our way. Does sure. that mean we have a problem? I don't know. But Not if, up to me to decide. Right. Well, if Dr. Fairmont were here, and now again, unfortunately, he is he is deep into that game of squash. If he were here... What would he tell the listener? What do you think he would say about these personality tests? I think it's important to remember that there's not one perfect personality for any job, right? And also, you mentioned reliability and validity, and that's super important. And I think uh, we've seen in lots of research that personality tests have really low predictive validity. They're not good at telling right. you who's going to be good at the job, right? They're even lower than reference checks. And we know you can't trust reference checks very far, right? Because right? who are you going to ask for a reference if somebody's going to say Those good things Those who are going to give you. you a good reference. That's it. So what I think Dr. Fairmont would say is, you know what? Personality tests are interesting, great maybe for developmental purposes to learn how the team works together, but maybe focus in the hiring process on things like work sample tests or uh -huh. job skills tests where you're going to have a clear relation to the job and they're right. going to have more validity as well. And it's really hard for somebody to try to trick you. If they can't do it and they can't show you they can do it on a work skills test, work sample test, it's not going to happen. I think that's great advice from Dr. Fairmont. You know, I think we just need to caution the listener like you said there's no one perfect personality test take it with a grain of salt if you use it don't base your hiring or even your promotion right. decision solely on that personality test agreed so i think that about wraps us up for today we again we want to thank the saint leo university donald r tapia school of business the judges chambers that we are recording in today uh, and 
We want to thank bensound.com for our intro and outro music. And we also want to tell you that if you see Dr. Fairmont out there, please let him know that we're looking for him and that we hope he can make the next podcast. You got it. Until next time, take care.